0: So as a result of that podcast, we had a lot more sales of tickets to our conference. We got a four-figure sponsor for the conference. We got a lot more members in our community. And so I was like, wow, this is really powerful. She invited me on again in 2018 because BizChick sponsored the conference and the same thing happened again. So when I was kind of Pulling out some data to kind of share with potential clients about like how impactful podcast guesting could be, I had tracked back that those podcast guest appearances attributed over $25,000 in revenue.
1: Welcome to the Podcast to Amplify show, the podcast for women leaders who are ready to spend less time feeding the algorithm and more focused time leveraging podcasting as a strategic tool to accelerate their business growth. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch strategist, mom of one, and Netflix chockaholic. You're in the right place if you want to learn everything you need to know about creating a strategic and intentional podcast that attracts high quality leads and visibility opportunities for your business. Now, are you ready to amplify your voice impact and revenue? Then let's head into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Without Social series. Today, I'm chatting with Julie Fry. Julie is the founder of Your Expert Guest, a podcast guest booking agency for industry experts, thought leaders, and authors that want to be heard by their ideal client without spending hours on social media. She and her team have booked thousands of interviews for their clients and can track hundreds of thousands of dollars of business back to being a podcast guest on top-ranked shows.
0: Welcome, Julie. How are you? Thank you so much, Rosemary. I am great this morning. Uh, it's 9am for me here in Seattle,
1: so I'm just starting my day. And I am just finishing my day at 5am. <laughs> Either which way, we are going to have a fascinating conversation all about podcast guesting, more specifically how you yourself, right, because you, you're you walking your walk, you're not just teaching your clients how to do it, you've done it too. So we are going to dig into how you've grown your business through podcast guesting without having to rely on social media. But before we do, I would love to invite you to share more about you and how you got started in your business. Thank you.
0: So uh, I love talking about my origin story and I love hearing about other people's. I was listening to your podcast with Emily Aborn and it was just kind of fun to oh, hear yes. her backstory of owning <laughs> a brick and mortar retail store. Um, so Rewinding several years ago, um, prior to starting this business, I had a women's networking organization, and it was really geared towards women balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship. So we had in-person events. Uh, I partnered with other women in other parts of the country to host similar events. We had an annual conference, and we had an online platform. So it was really kind of holistic, uh, getting education to women to help them run better businesses, because most of us start a business because of a passion, not because we love running a business. So um, after running that for seven years, I started to kind of get the inklings that I was ready to do something different. Um, my kids were older. I started it when they were three and five. So um, decided to sell it, and the sale finalized in January of 2020. <laughs> and <Ooh. laughs> I know, isn't that crazy timing? Um so when I was thinking about what I really wanted to do next, I wanted to kind of pull in the piece that's my superpower, which I have discovered is connecting people. Um I'm one of those people that when I meet someone, my mental rolodex just kicks in and I think about like, "Oh, you're podcast launch manager. Like, you need to know this person and this person and this person." So, I was trying to think of careers or a business that I could start where I could pull that in. And um, one morning I was walking my dog and listening to a podcast, as I have done many, many times, and I just sort of had a light bulb moment of, I could start a business where I get people on podcasts. And it was March, like early March, so it was right when, like, it was clear Something was going down. Like we were getting the notices that school was going to shut down, events were getting canceled. And I just thought, I'll give this a try. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if I like doing the work. Will I be successful at it? So I started just really small with um, a couple of clients and it went really well. And from there, um, I kind of tapped into my network of people and let them know what I was doing now and uh, quickly built out a full client load. So that's wow. how I got started. And, um, and
1: I can tell you more about where we are now. <laughs> yes, we are definitely going to dig into that. But I'm curious to know, those initial clients, where did they come from? How did that kind of all work out? So the very first
0: client that I took on, and that was more of kind of a beta for me just to like learn the process. And so she is a dear friend of mine and she speaks for visibility. So I just reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this whole podcast guesting business. You know, can I guinea pig my concept on you? So she was you know free of charge. I just kind of learned and worked with her for a couple of months and then once I determined like okay, I'm gonna launch, then I put the word out to my network. I actually wrote an email um to people that I knew and let them know what I was doing, who a good fit client is, what the benefits are of podcast guesting and I just said like I've got three openings if you're interested and that led to. Somebody who received that email mentioned me to another one of her clients, and so that was client number one. Another client came directly from that email that I sent out, and then oddly enough, so I know we're talking about like growing your business without social media, but I had changed my link social media. <laughs> I had changed my uh, LinkedIn profile to, uh, you know, podcast guesting strategist. And I had somebody cold email me to say, hey, I'm looking to get my CEO on podcasts and your name came up. So isn't that crazy? Like that's the only (laughs) client I've ever gotten from LinkedIn (laughs) or social media in general. So
1: (laughs) my goodness, that is so funny. (laughs) Isn't that
0: hilarious? So
1: anyway, that's how I got my first three clients. (laughs) That's really, really cool, and something that you said that I picked up on, so you sent an email was this an email to your network or email to your list? I didn't have a list yet, so just to okay, my I was thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. all right, so it's people that you knew already yep. who either had clients or people in their world that referred to you, and then we had the one standalone that totally like, cold oh no, yeah, it never happens to anybody, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and you would think that that might be the beginning of more to come but then well is that because you haven't focused on social media platforms though
0: no and actually there's more to that story oh. so did take on that particular client so now we work with mostly women almost exclusively this was a male ceo of like a event tech company and first he negotiated hard on the price which is always kind of a red flag yeah and you know, he was just kind of a jerky, arrogant bro. And so we started and then quickly terminated the contract because he was just a nightmare to deal with. So there is that. An early um, lesson
1: for you then.
0: Yes. The clients, depending on where they come from, may not be right fit clients. And that was an early example of a not right fit client.
1: Mm, No, I love that you shared that. Thank you. Yeah. So was there any time was there any time where you thought let's try social media whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or any other of the platforms did that thought ever come to you or did you always think i've got my network so i
0: made a list when i first started the business of things that i didn't want and Several of the things that were on my did not want list is I did not want to have a Facebook group associated Uh with this business. I did not want to have to spend time on social media to either promote the business or get clients. So I was very intentional from the beginning about social media is not going to play a role on how this business grows.
1: And what was that based on? Any previous experience or you just thought that's not where I want to spend my time?
0: Yeah, a little bit. So um, with the networking organization that I had, we did have a Facebook group um, for the organization, and I was just a lot more involved with social media, so I knew how time-consuming it could be. Um, Quite honestly, the other reason is I had just experienced a really severe bout of depression, um, and I found social media to be incredibly triggering and I just didn't want to have to spend time on something that was triggering for me, um, to have a business. So yeah. those are kind of the two things that played into that.
1: Yeah. That makes complete sense. And thank you for sharing that. Yes, indeed. Yeah. If you're really struggling in certain areas of your life, you don't really want to add to that by showing up. In spaces that aren't going to serve you, so I yeah you that you're for, constantly yeah mm,
0: being triggered. You're constantly comparing yourself to other yeah. people, and yeah, yeah it's just yeah. it's it's proven to not be good for us. Yes, <laughs> so
1: yeah. I just didn't want to feed into that. I love that you acknowledged that and you set those intentions and you set those boundaries so early mm-hmm. on in your business. But mm-hmm. that decision aside, how did you determine then? you know, you wrote down the, the, I am not the things you were not Mm -hmm. going to do in your business, but Mm -hmm. how did you then determine how you were going to market your business?
0: Yeah. So also pulling from past experience in the previous business that I had, I had been invited to be on podcasts and the very first podcast episode I was on was, um, Natalie Ekdahl. she has the Biz Chicks podcast oh, yeah. which I think I think she's had it for 10 years now. So I was a very early guest, like guest number 13. Oh, wow. and wow. I know, I know, and after being on the show I did everything wrong. Like I didn't share the episode when it went live. <laughs> I don't think I listened to it before the interview. Um Yeah, I just, I had no goal of like what I wanted to accomplish with the podcast. So I just did all the things wrong. Mm. And then she and I kind of stayed in touch over the years. And in 2016, I want to say, we reconnected kind of at a deeper level. I joined her membership. um, And then in 2017, when I was looking for a speaker for my annual conference, I invited her to be the keynote. She said yes. And... She had me on her podcast again, and this time I was a lot more intentional, and I saw what the benefit of like when you go in with a goal, what can happen. So as a result of that podcast, we had a lot more sales of tickets to our conference. We got a four-figure sponsor for the conference. We got a lot more members in our community. And so I was like, wow, this is really powerful. She invited me on again in 2018 because Bizchick sponsored the conference and the same thing happened again. So when I was kind of pulling out some data to kind of share with potential clients about like how impactful podcast guesting could be, I had tracked back that those podcast guest appearances attributed over $25,000 in revenue. So um, that was really kind of where I wanted to show people this could be possible for you too, you know, depending on your business and how you go about guesting on shows.
1: I love that. We've had another guest, think about being Sandra, talk about looking at the data. And we had this conversation Mm -hmm. around how, myself included, so, you know. (laughs) when i talk i'm not like trying to get at anyone i'm usually like putting myself in the same basket but as business, business owners we don't look at the numbers as much as we should so i love that you were able to track back and connect like an income because that's part of marketing right what is working well or what isn't working yeah. out so that you can focus on what's working well and i was definitely someone who I knew Instagram wasn't working for me, but Mm -hmm. the noise of you should be on Instagram was louder Mm -hmm. than my gut. And so I kept flogging that horse, flogging that horse, even though I knew that my Mm -hmm. clients came from my podcast or my podcast guest appearances. Those are my top two. And number three is referrals from my clients. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I shared with someone recently that it was only last year, October, November, when I decided that I was going to step away, that like, I was really going to step away from Instagram in 2024, that I got my first client. took me three years, and it was when I decided to step away <laughs> that I saw movement. It was the strangest thing, uh, <laughs> but yeah. that doesn't mean that I, that wasn't proving <laughs> anything to me. I've still stepped away, and I'm going to mm-hmm. focus on um, other marketing strategies, but Slightly still part of the conversation, but I really wanted to talk to you about the intentionality piece. Of course, I've talked about podcast guests on the podcast before. It is a really good way to grow your podcast audience, but also get more visible if you, even if you don't have a podcast. And so, what did that intentionality look like for you? Are there any tips or strategies or advice that you could share? Mm -hmm because I know I certainly was the person, not every podcast guest appearance I've done has brought me clients. And so sometimes I do sit and look at, well, what did I talk about in this episode? Like, What did Mm -hmm. I talk about in that episode? So I'd love to learn more about that intentionality piece, please. Absolutely. So
0: one of the things that in that first year that worked really well for me is I went on podcasts where I knew the hosts, like that I had a relationship with them. Because when you know somebody and you have a past relationship, the conversation is just really organic. It's like, for the listeners, it's sort of like being on the fly on the wall and listening to this great conversation, like... For me personally, I love podcasts where it's two friends just talking and like those are the most engaging for me. I tend to kind of retain a lot of what I hear more so. Um, So those were the shows that for me initially like had the biggest ROI. I think I went on three shows in the first six months. One was a show for teaching LinkedIn strategies, Um, LinkedIn with Louise, and that brought a client from somebody that I didn't know at all who heard me on the episode. Um, I went on a show that's hosted by a sales strategist, and that brought, I can't remember how many clients it brought me, but it brought a lot of clients. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. And then another woman who I ended up hiring to be my bookkeeper. um, And I think we got one or two clients from being on her shows. But those were all people that I knew. So for the listeners, and if you haven't started guesting, or you have been guesting, and it's just not working for you, like I suggest looking at your network, and the people that you know, and have relationships with look to see if your message aligns with their audience and if it makes sense for you to go on their show because those are always going to be the best interviews and often can lead to other things.
1: Yeah, I love that. And yeah, I'm familiar with um, Louise because obviously you and I connected on threads. Yes. And so what role, if any... (laughs) Does social media, whether it's threads, Instagram, you've said no to Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. What role does social media play in your business right now? So I did
0: for a time, I was trying LinkedIn, you know, thinking that, you know, this is kind of my audience. We focus mostly on uh, women service providers. So I was like, okay, that's where our audience is. And I would post, I even did a newsletter. And just nothing came of it. So, I do have an assistant who posts our client interviews on Instagram like once a week and posts stories. So, and that's more about supporting the hosts that book our clients. Yeah. Um, It's not because we have gotten zero business from (laughs) Instagram, but my one of my coaches that I work with. She had said, hey, I've been using Threads. It's really fun. Um, I'm having great conversations. I'm seeing a lot of opportunities for collaborations. I would highly suggest just checking it out. So I was like, okay, if Maggie says I should check it out, I'll check it out. So I went on and I met you and I kind of reconnected with other folks that I knew from other Parts of my business life, and it was it was kind of fun. I spend maybe five minutes every couple of days on it, so it is very oh, low key, very
1: limited. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I get, and then I also forget about it, so I'm <laughs> less of a poster. Like I don't really do. I've done a couple of posts, but more just commenting on okay. other people's posts. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember. There was something that you had asked about what roles social media does play in your business. So the LinkedIn thing, oh, it's um, sharing testimonials. So that is one area that I have found. We just seem to get more engagement on our posts, uh, especially with LinkedIn, when I share testimonials from either client success stories or host testimonials
1: about like the pitches or the guests that we send them. That's interesting. I know we've been talking about social media, but this is such... Like podcast guesting is something that so many people want to get into. Like, I just don't know if I told you, but like, I made, not made the mistake. It was certainly a lesson. Like, on threads, I was looking for someone to be a guest on the podcast to talk about authenticity. And oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> like, I went viral <laughs> on threads for asking, who is an expert on authenticity? Yeah, I had to delete the post. Uh-huh. I had to start like people started following, and then when I deleted the post, they hopped over to Instagram. and started DMing me, following me. Couple people even found my coffee link chat, which is buried uh-huh. right at the bottom <laughs> of my sort of link tree yeah. web page, and bought a spot oh on no. my calendar. <laughs> even today. I posted a thread where I talked about, I reposted another podcast pros thread talking about how, you know, it's the best way to support another podcast is by sharing an episode. Mm -hmm. So let me know which drop the episode that you listen to. And oh, I listened to such and such episode. And he talked about how you should pitch to be, you know, grow your visibility by being a guest on other podcasts. Does this count? And I was like, is this supposed to be a pitch? (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, um, (laughs) I don't know how to say this (laughs) nicely. So you know what they say? If you have nothing nice to say, don't Don't say say anything at all. Until I figured out what to say to her. But clearly that person didn't go into the do's and don'ts (laughs) of pitching because. Responding to my thread and then putting, does, does this discount? count? <laughs> <laughs> that goes
0: in the folder for bad pitches,
1: right? <laughs> right, right. And as a host, I've seen quite a few. I've gotten quite, you know, people will follow you on Instagram mm-hmm. and pitch you immediately. Or they might wait. So for me, I welcome, I usually welcome my Instagram followers, new followers. And I did that and she was like, oh, actually, I don't want to start a podcast. I want to be a guest on your podcast. I talk about that mm-hmm. I'm like, but that has nothing to do. You clearly haven't looked. Yeah. You saw podcast hosts, or maybe you saw I had a podcast in my profile, but what I don't remember what her expertise was, but it had nothing whatsoever to do with podcasting and it wasn't even an adjacent topic. Yeah. So before we wrap up, are there any like do's, don'ts? tips strategies anything that you would like to share (laughs) just because we have you here and i thought i can't you know let this opportunity pass us by yes thank you
0: so there are several um and the first one is more around the mindset because you have the people like you're threads, your threads follower that, you know, is like, I'm just going to jump on (laughs) any opportunity I can. And then there are the people, which I think is a larger percentage of the population that feel insecure, have imposter syndrome, aren't sure what to say. And so they don't do it at all. And um, I want to invite you to the mindset shift that you can and should make is that if You have something that's of relevance to share that could help people. You already have paying clients, so you know you're helping them. Um, And you could help other people's audiences by being a guest and sharing more about what you do. Um, So making that switch and instead of feeling imposter syndrome or that you're bothering the host by reaching out, is that as long as you've done your homework... And you know that they take guests, the show is still active, they're talking to an audience that cares about what you have to say, that you're doing them a favor and actually helping them find good guests for their show. So like that's step number one. So step number two, like this is the process that when we're looking for shows for our clients, like step number one, you know, kind of do your research on, is this the right audience for you? So looking at like niches of your ideal client. So like you work with coaches and women's service providers, Um, like what kind of coaches are they? Are they health coaches? Are they business coaches? Are they um, life coaches? So finding podcasts in those niches, like that's a great place to start. Looking at shows that your competitors have been on. um, Those are also great places to look. Yeah. And then just seeing how, you know, what's unique about your process and what you do, how can you differentiate from them? Are there authors that have written books about what you speak about? Like what podcasts have they been on? So those are all ideas on where to find the shows. Go on threads. There are lots of hosts that are asking for guests, but just don't say like, does this count?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just turn your email pitch, your thoughtful email pitch into a short blurb, but still make sure it's impactful and thoughtful, right? Yes, yes.
0: So after you've found... Yeah. After you found a good, you know, shows that you would like to consider, take a closer look. Are they still active? Do they take guests? Mm. Like even going a step further, if you see they take guests, like look and see, are those guests people that they reference? Like my good friend, my client, because if they're only interviewing people that they know or people that are clients of theirs, then don't, you know, don't waste your time and don't waste their time. So do that vetting and then actually listen to the episode, like listen to at least one, you know, to get a sense of the voice of the um, host. How do they like to interact with their guests? Like, what's their energy like? Do you feel like you would enjoy having a conversation with them? Because if you don't and you're just doing it because you think, oh, well, they have my audience, then it's not going to be a good interview and it's going to be a waste of both of your time anyway. Um, look at their website, like go and find their website. What do they do? Who is their audience? Learn more about the host. If they have an about page, like what's their origin story. So just familiarize yourself with them. You'll be a better guest. You can send a better pitch and you can serve their audience better. If you really understand who they are, what do they do and what do they offer? Um, and then if you want to go the extra mile, like leave a rating and review, um, the hosts really appreciate that, right? Like they're hard to get people. (laughs) People aren't just like walking around with the podcast app, like, oh, what (laughs) podcast am I going to rate and review today? So like (laughs) showing them that you value what they're doing and the content that they're putting out, like that's a great thank you. Um, And then lastly, when you do send the pitch, like let them know how you're going to get the word out about the episode um, because... That's the number one complaint I hear from hosts is guests. Why don't guests share the episode? I make them all these assets. I give them copy. I make them it really easy for them to share it, and they just don't. So let them know, like, I'm going to add it to my press page and link back to your website. So you'll get the SEO. I'm going to share it with my followers. I'm going to send it to my email list. Um, because by doing all those things, you're showing that it's not all about you, that you're actually caring about them and their audience. And that's actually a gift for them to invite you onto their show. So, really being gracious about the whole experience goes a long way and getting your pitch accepted and having a great interview.
1: That's great. One thing that I've been trying to remember as you were talking is what is your thoughts around? Why don't people, because I know this is a huge, (laughs) this is a huge thing for hosts, like every podcasting, remember there was a period of time when for like two, three weeks, every post I saw, why don't people share, (laughs) why don't people share, what are your thoughts around why they don't?
0: Yeah, I actually, I think I even asked this in a LinkedIn poll because I was trying to get a little deeper from some of the folks that I've talked to about why they don't share. One is they didn't feel like they did a good job in the interview. So it's that whole imposter syndrome thing kicking back in. So it's usually about them, not about the host. It's they don't feel like they gave a great interview. Um, They feel awkward and weird about putting it out there. So I'd say that is first and foremost. Um for the other folks, I think that sometimes they already have a social media engine going that they didn't consider how sharing podcast episodes is going to play into that, so they just don't. Um those are kind of the top 2. And then for people that are really into like how their Instagram looks, if the branding yeah. on the assets that are given to yeah. them don't matchy match then they don't want to share it um so those are kind of the top three that's interesting
1: when you said the first one actually I was like oh yeah that's me (laughs) (laughs) or maybe not so much that I felt imposter syndrome but like I've been on a couple podcasts where the host just flips Uh, the conversation and at that time I don't know if I'm even still fully prepared to be able to just run with the switch yeah but I wasn't prepared yeah. for those, and so when the episode came out, I was like, mm, "Yeah, this yeah. doesn't really our conversation doesn't really position me as the expert." Yeah. And so yeah. why am I? Even today, I was creating a playlist on Spotify for my podcast appearances, mm-hmm. and I put my name so that it'll be easier for all the podcasts to come up. And I was like, "Yep, yep, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really, really bad." So I'm glad that you have mentioned that. And that's something that I have certainly taken on as a host. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I flip it, basically, make sure that my guest feels comfortable. And that's why I try and answer them. Are there any specific questions you want me to ask? Because it's not just about tell me everything you know. This isn't a pick your brain session. I want you to really stand in your expertise um, and get something from this interview for like months and years to come Mm -hmm. so i love that you've shared that information with us thank you so very much and as we wrap up i know that you have a resource that will help our listeners kind of really take the next step in their podcast guesting journey would you like to tell us a little bit more about it for sure
0: so we have a checklist that is available on our website that is designed to help you be a fantastic guest and gives you uh, a checklist of things to do before, during, and after the podcast interview to help it be as successful for you as possible. And you can get that at your slash checklist.
1: Fantastic! I'll make sure that the links are all included in the show notes. And then finally, where can people find you? So our website is a great place to start and that's your
0: And then as far as social media, um, LinkedIn is usually the place where I am the most responsive um, and that there I am just Julie Fry like French fry. <laughs> so just search for Julie Fry and then it should be pretty clear since I have, podcast guest booking all over my profile
1: (laughs) yeah there'll be no confusion i'm sure well thank you julie so much for joining us and sharing you know how you've grown your business without relying on social media but then also sharing some really quick but actionable tips that can help our audience either kickstart or up level their podcast guesting journey
0: Thank you so much, Rosemarie. This was really fun. And I appreciate all the work that you do to help women um, amplify their voices on podcasts too. So thank you. Really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. That's made my day.
1: Yes, I did try my best <laughs> in the world. <laughs> now, if you are listening to this episode between the 26th of February and the 1st of March, please head on over to the show notes To learn more about the Biz Beyond the Gram bundle, which this podcast series is a sponsor for. If you are a woman coach, a service provider who is ready to ditch the Instagram hustle, right, and build an algorithm free business, there are a ton of resources available to you to help you do just that. So head on over to the link in the show notes to register but this is a time sensitive limited time only offer obviously I can't ask my contributors to provide their gifts for free forever so please head on over sign up and then you'll have about two to three weeks to choose the gifts that you want to keep all right thank you so much again Julie and I will see you guys soon take care bye thank you Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast to Amplify show. I want to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram and let me know your next action step towards creating a strategic and intentional podcast that grows your business and personal brand. Also, can I ask a favor? Can you share this episode on your story so more impact-driven female business owners just like you are encouraged to use their voices to make a global impact? Thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode.